When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Immediately following this video, you're going to be taken over to the premiere. Harley Davidson is no longer king on my other channel. Nothing but motorcycle news over there. What's going on in the scene? All that good stuff. No motorcycle club stuff is mentioned on that channel. So if you're a tech head, all that good stuff, get on over there. Make sure you're subscribed again, or you can just wait here to take you right over there. Anyway, I wanted to address something that's got my balls on fire right now. Usually I get a lot of good amount of haters when I do news stories on Insane Throttle Biker News, especially the ones that involve illicit activity, gang stuff, as they call it, drugs, all that stuff. I hate to break it to you, all you haters. I really do. I hate to break it. It'll burst your bubble. It's going to piss you off i get it but most of the stuff that you're describing most of it you'll find more independent bikers do this kind of stuff than members of a motorcycle club most motorcycle clubs will get in the person's ass and kick them on the street now i know that you morons you haters think it's 1970, 80, 90, all that good stuff. You guys still think that's the way clubs are because the media's built that reputation. Let's be honest, it's been built. Good or bad, it's there. But this is now 2022. Clubs have learned a lot from Rico have learned a lot about federal agencies always putting cops inside their motorcycle club. Hell, I know some clubs that stop their defense funds for those that get busted for this kind of stuff. Why? Because they don't want to be a part of it. Most club members just want to be left alone enjoy the freedom that they have and the way they look at freedom, not the way that society does, but the way they interpret it. So when you hear these haters up in the comments section saying, well, I told you they were gangs, look what they did. Or yeah, they're out there doing this. Look at the bust. But do you actually go through and listen to the whole article? No, you don't. Because you're morons. You do not believe in getting the full story. You believe in getting what you wanted to know and then go out there and putting it all over the Internet that said, hey, see, I told you so they're gangs or I told you so they're dealing drugs. That's what you do. But you do not see that, oh, okay, it was only one or two guys. 
Okay, you got a worldwide club. How do you think leadership's going to keep check on four or 5,000 members worldwide? And then you have the audacity, and I've seen these in some of my comments, to say, see, they're illegal. They're doing this stuff. Well, what about your cops that you freaking uh, support so much? I've said that a million times. What about them? It's okay for them to go do stuff. But not everybody's held accountable. That is hypocritical. That is hypocritical right there. If you're going to say it against clubs, say it against cops. But I get it. It doesn't fit your narrative. And most of the time, I can guarantee who a lot of these comments are coming from. Those that either couldn't get in the club or those that left with a bad taste in their mouth. That's exactly who these comments come from. That, and there's another organization out there trying to compete against NCOM, which, by the way, fights their ass off for your rights. Even independence, even your hating, bashing mouths. They go out there and they try to support you. But the organization trying to be like them is the Alliance of Law-Abiding Bikers. Yes. One that was started by a bunch of cop clubs, guys. Come on, really? You're supposed to be out there saying, I'm a rebel. But I guess you ain't too much because you're in with the man. You're in with the G-man, man. You're a part of these organizations. Why? And I'll tell you why. Because you started a bunch of clubs. You didn't want to go traditional. And you were scared to death of what was going to happen on the street because you refused to do it traditionally. And you went to this alliance for your protection. The same alliance that goes out there and bashes on all motorcycle clubs not like them. That's the same one you went to. You should be ashamed. Just call yourself, please, a motorcycle enthusiast. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you start picking up a mantle for the cop clubs and trying to use it against... MCs because you didn't do it the right way. You're a putz. Stop it. Look at yourself in the mirror and know you're a putz. There's nothing wrong with being a putz. Just be true to yourself. Go to your mirror and say, yeah, you know, we want to start this club because we didn't want nobody telling us what to do. Because we don't understand how things work. Putzes. But then you let these Leo clubs put this god-awful stuff in your head that regular people, hard-working people, blue-collar-working people are criminals. How do you even stand by something like that? See, the problem with people in Leo clubs, especially the civilians, they're weak. 
the weak-minded people. Because they want to wear this three-piece patch so bad, but are afraid to go up to the big bad boogeyman and say hi. How are you doing? Like a man would. Hi, how you doing? It's that easy. But instead of do that, you go over to them where they'll welcome you with open arms, yeah. And you can even call yourself a law-abiding biker. But what does that say about you? What's that say about the type of person you look up to? Hell, to throw your leg over a motorcycle and go out there and be as free as you want to free takes a man. But when you're buying into this nonsense that clubs are nothing but gangs and clubs are nothing but drug dealers, you're pitiful. You're pitiful because you don't know how to do your own research. You're pitiful that you got to go out and seek protection. There's nothing to protect because I can guarantee you most clubs don't care about you. Most clubs look at you and laugh at you. They laugh at you because you got to be a part of something like the Alliance of Law Abiding Clubs. And it's funny, and this ain't a conspiracy theory, that the Alliance of Law-Abiding Clubs used to be a bunch of cops. And then all of a sudden they started letting civilian clubs in. Don't tell me we're stupid. Don't tell me you're trying, uh, you know, you're not trying to put a wedge between everybody in the club scene. Because you, you have always been that good at doing it. We did that one story earlier where you had an informant go after this one guy making guns and he's talking about clubs and all that, going to be at a gang war, blah, blah, blah. Who the hell you think you're fooling? Anybody with a minuscule amount of brains knows who's behind all that crap. Knows who's behind it. And it's funny the informers that you allow to infiltrate these clubs, to let them off on some beef, and knowingly know that they're going to make up some crap, is outrageous. Yeah, I'm kind of peeved. And I'm kind of peeved because you do see them comments all the time, and usually they don't bug me at all. Usually I laugh at haters. What's the old saying, haters make me famous? Usually I'll laugh at them. But not in this incidence, because until we start pushing back on your BS narrative, people are going to continue to fall for it. And you know what the ones who are falling for it? The rubbers. They always have, always will. They want to play their biker and put on their bed to the bone leathers just to act. But God forbid they're actually real to themselves. But hey, you law-abiding bikers, man. You're a little alliance. That's not enough for you. Anyway, stay tuned. 
You're going to be taken over right now to the premiere of Harley Davidson is no longer king. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button over here and over there. Rock on. and gals doing it's china dolls in the house and by the way before you schlucks get out there and saying oh they're talking shit no i was giving an example of 
what the bigger channels have to deal with with these littler ones. My God, we deal. Uh, I can imagine so deals with it. BD deals with it. These little channels, they want to go out there and talk shit like they know what they're talking about. And they're doing it because when you attack a bigger channel, they're expecting you to reply that way they send over their subs. So I know Sos deals with it. I know I deal with it. BD. All the bigger channels have to deal with these schmucks. So you don't you don't mention them. That way, you know, they don't get the little attention that they want. So I just wanted to make sure that's out there before anybody starts talking shit and getting problems going between our uh, our creators. Anyway, what's up, China Dow? You got an awesome uh, shirt there. The Cubbies. Yes, the Cubbies. North Sida. Problem is, man, it's snow out there. All kinds of snow is out there. All kinds. It's like not even an inch. <laughs> you big baby. I want to, uh, you know, I was kind of disheartened last night. Really disheartened. Uh, one of our subscribers, uh, Nitro's old lady, is needing some prayers to the old man upstairs. Need to talk to whoever you believe in and get some good positive vibes out there. We need we need some of them. We got to take care of our own. And you got to go up to old man upstairs and say, hey, Brett needs this. Don't be a dick. Help out a little bit here. Sometimes you just got to tell, tell the old man upstairs straight up, don't you think? Need some help, man. Don't be a prick. So anyway, you guys and gals, make sure you, uh, you know, think about Nitro and his old lady and all that stuff. Uh, give him some good vibes, man, because good vibes and prayers work. I really believe that. And Brat's in here today. Oh, Brat's in here today? Maureen. That's oh, Brat. okay. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you're doing better, kiddo. We hope you um you get to go home soon. Yes. But take one day at a time, girl. <laughs> one day at a time and don't forget to breathe fucking dirty knobs cubs play around with on the field with starbucks get out of here <laughs> he's probably a Sox fan <laughs> well i mean geo's in there saying go white Sox." so uh, we already know he's a south sider uh, so how do you like the snow it's not much it ain't much and we're supposed to get more tonight though well, that's good. You know, a little I don't need a snowmobile yet. No. You know what the problem with uh, when it snows? And I was talking to, you know, some of my friends last night. I was like, let's just sit here and talk about what rides we're going on next year. Because I got cabin fever. It ain't even the end of December and I got cabin fever. Well, I don't know about you, but I had a good time at Tomahawk. I think we should do that again. Well, yeah, that's a fun one. We're going to do Tomahawk. We're also going out to, uh, we got uh, a run past Sturges we're planning, and we got uh, another run down the Florida. We planning. We planning. But at the same time, usually, I don't get hit with the cabin fever until mid-January. That's when I really get bad. Yeah. I get bad with cabin fever. Not even July, or July, though. Not even January 1st, and you're already hit with Kevin Fee. I'm already hit with it, and I don't play with it when I talk about that shit. And, you know, I did notice you the other day sitting in the garage staring at the bikes again. Yeah, you were out. You've seen me doing that, didn't mm -hmm. you? 
that's what I yeah. usually do is when I'm getting really messed up with this cabin fever, I go out to the garage and I'll talk to my bikes. Ain't that pretty messed up? I'll sit out there and talk to my bikes. Well, I mean, it could be worse. You could be out there like, you know, groping them or something and you're not doing that yet. No, you just get jealous because I groped them and not you. Well, yeah, God, rude. <laughs> That's just like yesterday. I was trying to be a good guy. I was trying to be a good Hollywood. And I was sitting in my chair because I've been doing a lot of flash work, uh, a lot of stuff for, you know, getting back in the group for tattooing and stuff like that. And she comes, sits on my lap. Now, one, she has a bony ass. Two, it was pretty cool. She sit there and, you know, rock me, rock me. See, China Dow, she should put on that picture of what she did last night of uh, what she looked like as a baby on one of them filters. Because I started rocking her and she started singing, rock a bye, China Dow on the treetop. I might stop singing. God. That's what you were doing, were you not? Yeah. So it was pretty cool. I got to rock her again. But it was like rocking a fucking five-year-old with her. <laughs> See, China Dow, she's some kind of special stupid. You know, she is fun to be around and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's what I had to do, spend my day. Here I am working on my freaking uh, flash work, and I get a China Dow sitting on me. So that was, you know, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So, <sighs> one of them dimes. It's Thursday today, isn't it? Yeah, thank God. Tomorrow, Friday. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting here looking at my bikes. Again. Again. Yeah. Because I get crying. Crying and all that kind of oh, stuff. Wait, let me. What's this? Oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? Oh. What a bitch. <laughs> what a, a little bitch. violin for you. You're a bitch. What? How? Why? I don't know, man. Are, God, rude. I don't know. Uh, we have the title of the show, uh, Fentanyl in a Stronger Form of Meth Now Driving American Homeless. We also have coming up, How to Make Yourself a Priority. Make yourself a priority. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that. And a lot of people do it too much. They never know how to do a happy median, do they? No. No. It kind of sucks. It's a sad state of affairs. It is a sad state of affairs. Yeah, we haven't said that in a while. I say it all the time. Okay, I'm talking here. Oh, okay. Rude. God, I got some news, though. What's our news today? All right. Man, these Hooters people are getting rough. Who are they? Hooters, girl. Hooters? Yeah, Hooters, girl. Charged you know what? With, Let what? me ask you this. What? Let me ask you this. What? You have Hooter girls now compared to what the Hooter girls were in the 80s who were hotter. And don't lie. Hooter, we had Hooters girls in the 80s? Yes. Where? We had them all. That's when it started off. You know, the uh, nylons and all that shit. Oh, my God. What else? I think the women in the 80s and the 90s were hotter. Maybe because it was their hairstyle, they looked better. Because we killed the ozone with Aquanet. Yeah, you killed the ozone with the Aquanet, but I think the, the Hooters girls were freaking-tastic back then. But now you got, yeah, 
Yeah, he's like, eh, they're eh. Yeah, they're <laughs> eh. Eh. <laughs> but what's even worse is you got a story <laughs> about a Hooters girl. About it, 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 is it a Hooters girl or is it a Hooters it? What? It's a girl. All right, go a, ahead. It's a girl. <laughs> so um, a Hooters waitress in Texas is accused of murder. Man, you better leave a tip at that Hooters, man. <laughs> leave a tip. She asked the judge to lower her bond so she could pay it with her OnlyFans money. <laughs> so she was on OnlyFans, too. What's up with this OnlyFans, man? All I'm hearing with by women, these women are making tons of money on OnlyFans. Mm. They're freaking skyrocketing with money. And I'm sitting here like, damn, I need to get some tits. I make me money too. Dude, I used one of the filters yesterday and you were you made an ugly girl. I did. I was fugly. You I made a hot dude though. Yeah, you did. I, I guess you did. I mean, I looked good as a dude in a But filter. these OnlyFans. I do pages, myself. It's fine. Why have they exploded like they have? You know, a year ago I really didn't even know about OnlyFans. Now I know about it and it's like every broad is out there on it. God, every broad and they're making, and every broad and their mother and they're making literally <laughs> they're Spirit making life. huge money off of it. They are, they are for real. They're making six figure incomes off of OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. And now the way we have to see how it works. What is it? How does it work? Do you you get subscriptions yeah. and then yeah. what? People pay you to talk to them. Yes. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. They pay to, for you to talk with them. They pay for you to do private videos. They pay for some, like uh, a monthly, per, uh, per, I almost said prescription. <laughs> well, maybe it could be a uh, monthly subscription, the whole nine yards. And you could make your, your subscription amounts whatever you want, just like on anything else. I mean, you can make it whatever you want. And then you, you get private stuff. And private chats, private video, all that. Wow. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Dude, I need to get on there. Oh, I'll no. talk dirty to a motherfucker in a heartbeat. You got to pay me, though. Dude, they don't want to see you strip. Uh -uh. Yeah, but I'll talk dirty to them. Look at me, man. I talk dirty all the time. It's easy. Oh, God. No. But does OnlyFans you, get you in trouble? You'd make negative amounts. I probably would. I'd have to pay them. Yeah. Yeah, I'd would, probably have to do that. That, that would suck. No, no. That would suck the big boner, man. Uh, Hollywood's not only so fan. she Ew. she no, tried kidding. she killed somebody. Yeah, and then she comes back and says, "Let me pay with my OnlyFans money." Yeah, she well Ashley, she's twenty one. She's accused of cheering right, on Mike? the deadly group beating of Zachary Wood in May. And uh -huh. her bail was set at $100,000. Yeah, but did it say why she, it happened? Yes. Okay. She is charged with first-degree murder and accused of being present during the murder. She asked the court to lower her bond to 50000 so she can afford to pay the, pay the money that she earned from posting adult content on OnlyFans. Is it only adult content on yes. YouTube? Or not on YouTube, you wish. OnlyFans? Yes. yes. It is adult only. Really? Yeah. 
So what's going on right now on OnlyFans is they're cutting out the middleman in distribution of the porn. Yeah, basically. No wonder they're all pissed off, these porn companies. Mm -hmm. You can't make any money then. Because you just go on OnlyFans. Yeah, it's simple. Well, she told the court that she made more than $8,000 for her OnlyFans content. So she wanted to be able to afford to bond herself out. Wait a second. You're kidding me, Gio. What? They got 80 years old women on there? And the kids love it? So I guess they have the daughters, the mothers, and the grandmothers on there. Really? How would Gio know? Ah, good question. Gio, do you subscribe to that 80-year-old site? <laughs> Aww, you're so sweet. Mike, it can uh, just be for a celebrity that you like to see more into their life without any sexual activity. Yeah, they do have that also. So why did you say it was all porn? I didn't say it's all porn. Or I adult said it's only. all adults. So kids can't get on this thing? Hopefully I, not. I would hope not, but I don't know. But there has to be some kind you of can dark have conversa- side You can definitely go on there and find a celebrity that has an OnlyFans and have a conversation with them. Uh-huh. Like, like kind of like how we're talking right now. And they basically... You learn what, more DM? about DM? Yeah, DM them or have... That's how your chats. friend, the, the, uh, the stripper hooker, got into trouble. Yeah. Was the OnlyFans. That's how it started with her. Yeah. I told you it was yeah, I told yeah, I told you so. Mm. She's out on bond right now. She's out on bond? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Bond. Well, that's yeah. an update to that story. She's out on bond for uh slapping the shit out of her father, I guess. Anyway, so this Hooters girl, is she out on bond? Uh no. She's not out on bond. He didn't lower it. He didn't lower it, so she's gonna have to do OnlyFans from behind the bars. <laughs> Hey, maybe they allow it. I guess. So Ashley's charges stem to an incident where she allegedly cheered on Ronnie Lang, 18, William Bell, 28, and Peyton Koya, whatever his last name is. You got to do what I do with uh, when names come up. You just got to say the first name. They allegedly beat this guy Wood to death. Hey, don't say Wood. I'm still here. Zachary Wood. Okay, better. To death with their feet, their fists, and a baseball bat. Damn. Well, Lang, who was 18, he pled guilty, while the other three have plea deals on the table. What? Mm -hmm. Police described the incident, which took place in Wichita Falls, Texas, as a massive bloodletting event. You know, there's some sick young people out there now. There is. There's sick young people out there. Why can't they be normal? Instead, they got to be little freaks. So what the hell is bloodletting? Like there because they beat him so bad, there was so much blood. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. I thought it had to deal with, uh, they do that vampire stuff. Don't these kids? I mean, mean, at least they went old school. Yeah, I guess. Feet, baseball bat. It would have been better just to freaking shoot. I mean, something. 
So he, the group attacked him because they believed he stole drugs and cash from them while they were staying at his home. Yeah, you don't mess around with drugs and stuff like that because it, 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 it always ends up bad. Uh, I'm glad SNS is learning a lot today about social media apps. They're all going to go and get on their OnlyFans and they're going to go find them a celebrity. There you go. So do these celebrities like give out real awesome shows and shit like that? I wouldn't know. I've no, I got to look into this. I got to research it. There you go. You got something to research. Yes. Pornhub gets boring sometimes. Oh, there you go. You could go research on OnlyFans now. Yes. There you go. So this Hooters chick admitted to police that she was there during the attack and helped get rid of all the bloody items. Now they're saying bloodletting. Uh, that was the cure people where they cut them and let them bleed. They think, uh, the disease would go away, man. I would have hated to live in the medieval times. How would that they're bleeding you to death? Yeah. That's basically what they're doing. Or yeah. you know what? They put leeches on you. God, some, some places still do that. Yeah. Because it, you know, they eat away the infection. It's mostly for the infection stuff. Mm-hmm. They some places still use the leeches. and they use maggots. Yeah, it's like a natural type of deal they do. Yeah, they eat the disease, the maggots die. That's awesome. Well, so I've heard some that have had um like burns that they'll do that to eat the dead skin, the dead skin away, mm-hmm. and it actually works. Yeah, from what they say, it's gross, but. How is it gross? As I hell? wouldn't want to look, watch it happening. I mean, that's nasty. No, but the maggots go to work and they eat away the dead disease shit. Mm-hmm. They do. I heard they do it for diabetics. I heard that. Mm, I don't know. That have uh, feet problems and stuff from the disease. They'll put the maggots on the sores. Oh, for like the sores that don't heal. Yeah. Because it takes diabetics longer to heal. Right. Yeah. Very that, interesting. That, interesting. Wow. So Lang pled guilty and he landed a 50 year sentence in jail. And the other three have yet to agree to their plea deals. So there's plea deals going on right now. Yeah. Don't you think Hooters girl should give uh, the judge a private showing of what's on her only fans? Maybe, maybe that, uh, you know what? I, you know what? I, if I was judge, I'd be like, okay, you're making this much money on only fans. Why don't you show me? But I'm a dirty, I'm a dirty guy. I'd probably get myself in trouble. Yeah, you, you would. I always get myself in trouble, man. So ready for my news story number two? Now, do you agree with this? What? From Stormrider. People that are on OnlyFans are at the rock bottom of humanity. Now, is he talking about the people who do it or the ones that watch it? I don't, I don't know. What do you consider the people that watch it? Um, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think they'd just be getting their freak on, getting their freak on, like watching Pornhub, basically, depending on who they're, but going it's to live. Watch. Yeah, it's live. So they took a, this is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Michelle says maggots are the most sanitary way to get rid of gangrene. You'd have to knock my house completely out if you think you're going to dump a bunch of maggots on me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see that. Knock me out. But they say that's the most sanitary way to get rid of gangrene. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, they don't like get in your skin and stuff. These maggots. No, they stay on the surface. Oh, okay. That's nasty. Plus, they when did. they use it, they usually, usually there's a nurse or something that stands there and just watches. Because I guess it happens quick. It does. Yeah. I gotta. Well, I gotta, gotta research keep an, And you gotta stuff. keep an eye on them, like with the leeches and stuff. Because I see, I seen an episode on a show. You know how leeches. I know about leeches? Stand by me. Oh. Uh, when they're in that, they go through the swamp and shit, and he comes out and he has a leech on his balls. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine looking down and having a leech on your nuts? I'd be like, yeah, what? Ew. <laughs> Sucking on your balls for you. I'm telling no, you. No, but they usually have to stay near nearby, have somebody stay nearby, because when they get full, you have to remove them. Do they, like, blow up, explode? They expand. I know the leeches do. I don't know about the maggots, but I know the leeches when they when they're full, they get they ex, they like expand. Leeches are good for catfish, and you have to take them off the skin before mm-hmm. they, they die. Blow like up. before they die, huh? All I know about leeches is yeah, guys in the stand by me, and it's good for catfishing. No, it is. No, I wouldn't want to touch one. That's because you women, you know what? A lot you know of you what? women ain't even, good at this. I won't even bait a hook. Um, that is because you're a girly girl. I am not a girly girl. Yeah, you are. No, you're I'm a not. girly girl. No, you can't even put a hook on, you no, know, a, a worm on a hook. That's nasty. Oh, my goodness. I want to touch So, it. anyway, we got little... that story. What else we got going on here? Well, this happened here in Illinois. And not Do you know too what, far from You know here. what's funny? When people say Illinois, when they say Illinois, just because it you ends tell, in as soon as they do that, well, you're not from around these parts, are you? <laughs> Illinois. Oh my goodness! Well, come on, your your my used to say Walmart's. Where the hell's yes? I don't know. There's no S on that sign. Walmart. Uh, anyway, go to your news story. So this happened actually two towns away from us. A Maryland man was arrested uh, in McChesney Park on Tuesday. Okay. Following a narcotics deal. Uh, well, why is that news? Winnebago County Sheriff Narcotics Unit was conducting an investigation in the McChesney Park area, according to the department. Mm-hmm. They witnessed a suspected narcotics transaction. Yeah. And Casey, Casey Pulley... 28. Is of, it a dude or a broad? It's a dude. Why is it? Of uh, Baltimore. This dude's from Baltimore. And okay, this happened Baltimore. in Machesna That's Park. a shithole. He was brought into custody. Over eight pounds of fentanyl laced cocaine was found in his vehicle. He laced it with. He laced the cocaine with fentanyl. See, you can't do nothing anymore on the streets, man. You can't get nothing that's good without this fentanyl being in there. So let me guess. He would have, they would have sniffed this. And they could have got old deed on the fentanyl. That's why I feel for these dogs. The the drug sniffing dogs. Yeah. Well, that, uh, no, it just amazes me that they're lacing cocaine with the fentanyl. Yeah. You don't want to kill your customers, you damn idiots. Drug dealing 101. He was charged with manufacture and deliver 900 plus grams of fentanyl 
and manufacturer deliver 900 plus grams of cocaine, which both are class X felonies. Well, they might be sitting in Winnebago County Jail. Well, that, yeah, (sighs) unbelievable. (laughs) 900 grams of fentanyl. What the hell is everybody thinking? Like I just said, drug dealing 101. Don't kill your customers, dumbasses. And you know what's funny? Because not only do I watch a lot of cop shows, but I watch a lot of like hospital things, you know, mm-hmm. like Chicago Med and like stuff like that. And it's really funny that when you're watching one of those doctor shows, TV shows, that when they bring patients in on the gurneys, one of the first things other than the labs that they want done on right. the show, right? One of the first things they do is they, if the people are in pain, they they use fentanyl. You're shitting me. Yeah, I noticed it like the past like four days. I've been watching stuff. And it's like one of the first things the doctor says, okay, let's do this, 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 CBC, Chem 7, a CT, blah, 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 you know, all that fun stuff. And then they say, give them some fentanyl. They'll keep and give the them so many milligrams of fentanyl. Yeah, and I'm like, now is I wonder if this is synthetic fentanyl that's getting out there instead of you know the, the funny true deal. Then you know it's funny about that though is any article that I've read that had anything to do with fentanyl, like people getting busted with the fentanyl, it never says if it's synthetic or the actual i mean it doesn't mm. specify at all it just says fentanyl see and the thing about cocaine is that's really for people that have money the cocaine's for people who have money yeah, so it's like what are you doing in this area then you got the meth which is the poor man's cocaine and now if they're lacing the cocaine up you got people that have some money that are getting hooked on the shit and I think that's what their game is when they lace it with the fentanyl is to get people hooked, but they put too much, they cut it too much. So you're going to have a lot of people with money getting freaking OD'd on this stuff. It's like if nowadays, if you're buying drugs off the street, you need a freaking Narcon pen or whatever it's called. Well, uh, oh. sitting by your desk. Hey, if I OD, Narcan. yeah, stick my ass. They Nine. should put one in every home of a, 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 you know, a user now. That's how bad it is. Remember, like I said, I was like, I ain't going to buy weed off the street. Screw you. I ain't buying weed off the street no more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll go to the freaking dispensary. I'll pay the extra money for the peace of mind. And that's pretty bad coming from somebody who smoked forever. Because you can't trust people no more. Mm-mm. And there's no way of knowing that if there's fentanyl in your damn weed. Well, why would you want to take anything that if you touch it, you can, can OD. kill you? You can OD. Why? Why? But, you know, to spend maybe five, ten minutes on this subject. It's no wonder there's so many people that are on the streets now. Cocaine, for one, ain't cheap. But then you add in this fentanyl stuff. And you really, and then the heroin, is heroin even a thing anymore? Yeah, I've, I haven't seen anything about heroin in any news it's all for now. I don't know how long. It's been, the only thing I've been seeing in the news for any, like, for months, months, has been fentanyl, meth, and coke. 
Uh huh. Those are usually the only three drugs I see mentioned. Meth, I know a lot of. Meth has been huge because it's the poor man's uh, cocaine. Dirty Knob says H is still around. It's still around, but I don't hear about it much. Mm-mm. You know, you used to hear about people overdosing on heroin all the time. Mm-hmm. But now you don't hear that. Now, are they cutting the heroin with the fentanyl? Oh, That's a, a deadly ass contamination right there. There's a high possibility. It's like you, you can't trust your neighborhood uh, drug dealer anymore. Mm-mm. It's insanity. Dirty knobs. I think you can buy Narcan now if you want. Yeah, you probably can. You can get anything on Amazon. Yeah, there was, Gio. There was a kid that touched some fentanyl and almost died in a playground. You covered that one. Yeah, a two-year-old. Yeah. So you can see why a lot of people are getting homeless is because you do have fentanyl and then you got the, the stronger meth going on. Meth is a drug. Uh, you know what? Anything over freaking weed, I don't like. Well, and there's been numerous stories, which I haven't. I mean, I've read them, but I haven't used them on the show. And there's even ones locally. And, you know, in other states where they've had issues with fentanyl. And I know one of the articles I read a couple weeks ago was a school had nine students. Mm hmm that all OD'd from touching fentanyl. Unbelievable. So, I mean, yeah, you touch it, it it's potent. It's oh, lethal. It is. My God. My God. It's sad. Nasty business. Nasty mm-hmm. business, this stuff. Nasty. Uh, but let's move on here. We talked about fentanyl <laughs> a lot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it kind of goes in with this homeless crisis stuff. You pulled up a good thing, a good article. It was called 10 Critical Lessons to Learn from Failure. Yeah. Why would you bring that one up? Why did you look at that and say, hey, let's do that as a subject? Because people need to learn that when you fail at things, it's, it's, it, I mean, don't take it too 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 much to heart and don't consider yourself a failure mm. because the only way to learn is to make mistakes. Uh-huh. I mean, you learn how to correct yourself. You learn how to do things better by not being successful at specific things in your life. Uh-huh. You got to learn from your mistakes. Right. You know, like uh, failure... Th- Failure can look like, you know, missing a promotion. Uh, okay. Even some people consider you're, you're a failure because you break a diet, mm-hmm. you know, cause, Ooh, I have to get those cookies, you know, or getting fired from a job. Well, maybe that job wasn't meant to be. Um, Ouch. some people consider that they failed if they go through a divorce. Or another thing that people consider a failure is standing by when you wanted to stand up. You know, failure can feel like disappointment and emptiness and, you know, you can get really, some people can get really depressed when they fail at something. But on the other hand, you got to look at the positives of failure, like where you can grow from it. Mm-hmm. change from it and you can progress from it well said right there 
I mean, one of the one of the biggest things that I've noticed is there's a there there's a merit in trying. If you have failed, the underlying truth is that you have tried at what you failed at. You mm, tried. Right. And you can be, and you can change the way you went about doing it, whatever it is, whether it's a promotion or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you failed at it the first time, you know, they say try try again. See, the problem is though a lot of people won't try again. They get scared. Okay, like this might be a stupid instant, you know, thought, but this was the first thing when, when, when I read the thing about the trying here, uh, if you get in an accident on your motorcycle and it's not a, not, not a deathly accident, obviously, mm. what is the first thing people say when they get in an accident on a bike? Not all people, but some, I'm never riding again. But you know what? There's a difference. There. Okay, but wait. No, there's but a difference. But you can't. There. But you, I mean, this is just. I'm telling you, this is just one of the things that came to my mind. Yeah, you got a small pan head. Yeah. Go ahead. Rude. <laughs> you don't give up on it because I think that would be more of a mistake than anything. You get in an accident and it's a minor accident. Mm. You get up and you go again. Because you're facing you're facing a fear then. Mm. I mean, that, I still saying, find it's still. I mean, different. it's not a good it's not a good thing that you know, not a good comparison. But that was just one of the things that came to my mind. Because if you get hit on a bike or something, you're going through some hardcore trauma. Okay, I'm not saying a bad thing. I'm like a bad accident. I'm well, saying something totally minor, like you. You're out riding in the snow because some people still do it. And you slide, I remember and, when I was younger, I did and that. You that was slide stupid. on black ice and you go down. It's just you and your bike. There's nobody around. It just happens. Uh-huh. Don't give up. You're trying to get a promotion at work. That's a better example. You're trying to get a promotion at work and you bust your ass at your job, right? Uh-huh. You do everything you're supposed to do and probably then some. Mm. And then they promote someone else and not you. Right. Do you give up? No, you keep on going. Exactly. But a lot of people will give up. Because then what you do is... is Some people ain't strong-willed, though. But you can... I get that. But you can sit there and you can keep trying. And... I don't know. Me, I'm the type of person that'll be like, Okay, well, why'd they promote them? And tried. I sit there and do a comparison of what I do compared to what the other person does mm-hmm. to see if there's something that I can correct about myself that maybe the upper management didn't notice. Well, the problem with corporate games is it's all about climbing the ladder and who you screw. It's who you know or who you blow. It comes down to it. It really does. But there, you know, you, that's when you have to be the animal. That's why you got to come out and, you know, do what you got to do to get to what you want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, when they can't do that type of stuff because they're not a per, that's not their personality. Yeah. They get screwed. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Doggy dog eat world or whatever. Well, the other thing. Failure humbles us if we don't give it too much power. Well, yeah. But when you give it too much power, it screws you up. 
Well, if we give our failures too much credit, we memorialize, we memorialize them as predictors of our inevitable failures, like future failures. Uh-huh. By failing at something in life, you can never you think you can never succeed in that area again, which isn't true. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you don't have to let failure take you take over you. And I think that's a uh, a real problem with some people that it eats them to the core mm -hmm. where they can't function. Exactly. It's that's what it is. It puts them in depression, which depression's a real disease where they can't find themselves out of that stuff. And that right there it could be another reason for homelessness. They feel beat. They can't get back up on their feet because maybe maybe the failure was too bad. Well, in the, in the situation when it comes to homelessness, I think a lot of people feel that they failed and they just they straight up just give up mm -hmm. and figure, hey, if this is where I ended up, I'm at rock bottom. Right. Why bother trying to get out of it? Uh huh. And then in the situation like that, you got the like, I don't know, I call it mental gymnastics. Where did you even come up with that word? I don't know, because it's the woulda, coulda, shouldas. So you call it mental gymnastics? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm learning something new from uh, China Doll here. Well, because people sit here and go, you know, like when you fail at something, they're like, well, what's done is done. Uh-huh. And you sit there and you relive your failure moment and sit there and go, you know, have the would have, could have, should have rushing uh -huh. through your mind like i would have done this i could have done this i should have done that but the truth is that we spend too much time in this in this mindset instead of working on forget the woulda coulda shouldas mm. and do the I, I this is what I am gonna do. This is what I, I I'm gonna do. You know, I'm gonna try again, and this is what I am gonna do, not what I should have done. Mm -hmm. You got to concentrate more on the positives and the negatives, and see if you could learn from that failure. Right. And yeah, it's like a mental gymnastics. I think a lot of things in life is like a mental gymnastics. Anxiety is a mental gymnastics. Yeah, that is for sure. Because why? Because, okay, we all know what gymnastics is. You're doing flips. You're doing cartwheels. You're doing somersaults. Sometimes that's what you feel like your brain is doing. But I don't think that you can have somebody get you over those humps. You got to get over them yourself. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes people just don't have the willpower to do that. That's true. And you can't, you can't bash at them. You can't. Mm -mm. Because life's a bitch, man. Mm -hmm. that's why I get upset when people cry so much about the little things is because there's people out there that are really going through hell mm -hmm. and they try to turn it around, but sometimes, you know, psychologically or physically they can't. Yeah. I never bump on anybody who's having an, uh, an issue in life. I can't because mm -hmm. You might not have been in their shoes. 
So how can you judge somebody if they're going through something like that? You can't. Well, here's an example that I, I read. It says baseball players who have a batting average of 300 or more are usually considered all-stars or potential hall of hall of famers. Right. Right. But what this means though, is that if you have a batting average of 300, you are essentially failing 70% of the time. Mm. Well, I, I would go back and tell them, go ahead and you try to hit a ball that's going 97 miles an hour. But I mean, that that's just an example. Because people out there have that over 300 batting average. It's like a bowler when they score mm. a perfect game, okay? But they're not going to score a perfect game in bowling all the time. Right. They're going to end up eventually having that gutter ball or hitting just one pin. Mm. You're going to have a fastball in baseball that you just can't hit or a curveball you just can't hit. Mm. So those that are in like the Baseball Hall of Fame... Right. Just because they had, let's say, a batting average of 350. Mm -hmm. Look at all those times that they missed and struck out. Mm -hmm. But they kept going. Well, yeah. They worked their ass off to get where they're at. A batting average of freaking 310 or 320 is awesome. That's just like a a student in school that normally has a 4.0. Okay. And then drops down and cries and whines. We've been there. And then gets mad because their next test comes back and they got a they they got a B minus on it, right? And sometimes that takes them down a notch, but you need to be taken but down you, a notch. But you can learn from that. Yeah. Because that's just showing you that you can do better. Mm-hmm. And you have the choice to do better. Right. You also have, I mean, you also have that choice to just sit there and be like, whatever, Mm. Um, forget it. It's not worth it. Where in actuality, it is worth it to a degree, to a degree, because if you're letting it get to you so much, then you just can't function in life. What do you think about them people that do the poor me thing? Everybody's done it. Yeah, but what do you think about it? Do you think there's just some people that need to sulk for a while and then get that light bulb that goes off? And Well, they got to get their aha moment mm. where, you know, yeah, you're going to go through the poor me and hell, I've been there. Mm. I've done it. I've said it. Right. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. Feel bad for me. Blah, 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 blah. But then you all of a sudden you get that light bulb that, you know, that pretty imagine imaginary light bulb above your head. And you're like, aha, wait a minute. Uh-huh. I can do this. Sometimes it takes some people more time than others to do that. But mm. everybody does things in their own time. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite thing is. You know, if you fail at something, whatever you failed at, maybe at that point in your life, it wasn't meant to be, but you can try again later in life. Right. Very well said. Look at you go. What? Holy shit. Look at you go. Amazkinen. Amazkinen? Yes, because usually you're not this intellectual. Usually you're a blonde. Rude. (laughs) 
Well, and then with failure, you can basically find out what you are personally made of. You know what? That's what life has to, you have to do is have yourself challenged on a daily basis. And if you challenge yourself, you grow and you evolve. That's one of the biggest things is you evolve as a person. Because if you don't, then you're just going to be stuck. Well, and like the, the, the one saying, I remember when I was growing up uh, and one of my dad's say, sayings, he used to always say to me is, well, when you fall, get back on the horse, mm-hmm. you know, get up and try again. And it proves that you, us as human beings are actually more resilient than we even give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, try, you know, get up and try, try again. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, everybody has failed at one thing or another in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So you can try again and be negative about it, because if you're negative about it, when you try again, you might fail again. Mm -hmm. But if you think positive, which I know isn't the easiest thing in this world, because, you know, if you don't have positive people in your life. And you just got a bunch of negative Nancy's. Mm. It makes things a little bit more difficult. Because sometimes you got people looking at you going, well, you already failed. Why would you want to do it again? Why mm. are you Why are you setting yourself up for failure when right. you failed already? Mm-hmm. You don't want somebody like that in your life that's going to drag you down like that. Mm. You got to be able to be like, you know what? Yeah, I messed up. I failed at, you know, whatever. I didn't get that promotion. Right. Or I didn't get that job that I wanted. Mm. You know, does everybody always get that ideal job that they wanted in life? No. Mm. You know, hey, when I was growing up and I went to beauty school and I'm like, oh, I want to be like a hairdresser for celebrities. But I didn't follow that path. Cause I started off in the, like in, in at the wrong job in that field should have followed in other people's footsteps and went, you know, downtown Chicago and worked in some of like the Mario Tricosi's or whatever in downtown. But no, I just went to a little small neighborhood mm. hair salon, you know, instead of going and doing like the other way. Was I happy with what I chose? My path that I chose? Oh, yeah. I had a good time doing hair. Mm. But it's like I just went. There's two different paths you can go with everything in life. And it's just choosing the right path it that is. you want to go cho- And I'm sure there's but more. But there's more paths after you choose the one path. You got to understand that. Yeah, because you'll choose, you know, if you're going to Because there's always going to be cross If you're uh, going to go down path A or B. It's going to well, lead you one way, and you then go you're going to have to make another let's choice. Let's say you choose path B. Well, you go down path B, and then months, weeks, years, whatever, then there's going to be a path C or D. Uh-huh. So, yeah, every way you choose in life, there's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be other paths. There's going to be, and then you want to go over those roadblocks. Do I want to go over it? Do I want to go around that roadblock? What do I want to do? Right. Do I want to just sit and stare at the roadblock? Kind of like sitting and staring at an accident on the side of the road. Mm. No, you want to go past it. You want to go through it. You want to go around it. Something Mm. you want to keep going. Cause the worst, very good. Look at you. The worst thing you can do in life. In my opinion 
with all my mental gymnastics that goes on in my head is you don't want to give up. Well, Mike says something was so easy to accomplish and maybe it was never worth accomplishing. I really like that. That's very true. If it was easy, you, it wasn't worth doing. Okay. Like, and that's Mike ball. Yeah. I, I love that guy. Okay. Now with Mike ball, I'm sorry. I'm using you as an example, Mike. He had a bad accident. Hmm. And he had a lot of hurdles to go over, paths to choose. Where a lot of other people would have just gave up. Exactly. And look how far he's gotten. Right. Now he's gotten people where where we had somebody that contacted us that reached, you know, and him mm-hmm. and him and the two of them conversed because he was a recent amputee. And then and and now he made somebody else's life better. Mm-hmm. Just by a conversation. Well, like what I said, a lot of other people in that situation would have gave up. And he did. That's a he went, he went, he went, he went through those roadblocks, jumped over those hurdles. And, and from, and I, and I don't know him like you, you've spoken to him. I have, I have not just through show, the shows, but from what you've told me and from what I've heard from you, he's made himself better mm-hmm. and he's helping others. At the same time. Right. So he went through all the hurdles and and just and he kept going. He didn't give up. I'm sure at times he might have, but he kept going and kept fighting for what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should learn from something like that. You keep fighting. You right. keep going. Very well. Look at China Gal. Go, man. <laughs> Rock on. What? Real good conversation from China Doll today, isn't it, everybody? Tomorrow is Freaky Friday. What are we gonna do for Freaky Friday? We have we came up with a plan for it yet? No. We gotta do something freaky. Yeah. We gotta lighten yeah. the mood, get out all this intense freaking talking. Whoa, does that mean we might talk sex talk? Is that your favorite subject? Yeah. You're like a freaking uh <laughs> you're in heat all the time. No, I am not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not.
What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? And Gail's doing this morning. Oh, Hollywood's in a good mood. Hollywood's in a good mood. One thing that I always look at every day is analytics. And I look for spikes in subscriber count. And when I get a spike in subscribers, depending on the spike, it's usually because somebody's talking shit. That's what happens when you get a big following and stuff like that. You get these little smaller channels want to talk crap and all that kind of crap. And I got a bunch out there that do. So I watch the spikes because they send over subscribers. They actually think it's hurting, but it ain't. It's actually helping. So when I actually go and, you know, the subscribers will tell me, hey, this one's talking crap. That one is. I was like, OK, whatever. I'll go check it out. Usually a couple days later, I do, because really, I don't care. Anyway, though. A lot of them are so-called biker experts, so-called biker experts. And I say to myself, what makes a biker expert? I've been around forever, and I'm not a biker expert. I'm not like Steve Cook out of the Midwest Gang Association who claims to be a biker expert because he went on one bust. That ain't me. I learn something new every day. But it always centers around the biker news. And boy, I know some people get upset about the biker news. But you know what's funny about that? The ones getting upset are the ones that think they know what the clubs are thinking. And I sit here to myself and I say, you really just said that you don't know that we have communications with the clubs when we're doing this stuff. You can't be that moronic not to know that. Just in some of my rebuttals to news reports, you'd have to see that. 
But I know there's some ignorant, hooked-on phonic fools out there that think they know it all when they really don't. One of the purposes of Biker News was to be able to push back on some of the news media stories that are being put out there. Some of them, I have to admit, I can't because sometimes it gets hard. But you know what the number one thing that people say to me when I do talk to them is, yeah, that dude really made us look stupid. Or this guy, he's a schmuck and he really brought down heat on the club. And usually what I do then is trying to put a biker's angle onto it. You know, not trying to spin it hard, but at least put out some type of explanation of what could have happened. You hear me all the time say, well, it's one or two or three or four people or more that made a club of 2,000 people look bad. That's why you hear me put that out over and over and over again is because actually that's the truth. If you have a club that has 2,000 members in it, you're not going to be able to control all 2,000 members. So when somebody goes out and does something stupid in the news, there has to be some pushback against what a media narrative or a police narrative is going to be. But these hooked-on phonics fools on YouTube or TikTok, they don't understand this stuff. It's too much information above their brain pan level. That's the problem. The problem is that they don't have the brain pan to know that there's spin going on, there's communications going on, but they want to be these experts. These experts in things. I haven't been covering news for over five years and not do something right. Meaning the whole goal was always, always try to get the club's point of view. And you're never going to see club members come on this show to give their point of view because they don't do it that's the way clubs are they don't do it so we have to take some off the record comments and put them together and hopefully it would get out that way we never give up our sources we never will we're never going to tell you who we're in communication with but know that we do talk and know that we're trying to provide a service out there. And another thing that's funny, and I've addressed this many times, you get these crackpots out there. Well, you, you never did this, or you ain't doing this, or you're not a part of this. Do you really think for one iota that I'm ever going to divulge if I'm in a club or not, it's never going to happen. For one, I must have every police department in this world pissed off at me. And boy, would they love to know that kind of shit. Because let's just be frank. I'm not too good with the cops. 
I'm not too good at putting them in a good light. So I'm not going to put that kind of information out there. Besides, I don't believe in it. You know, what others do is what they do, but that just ain't me. I do not mix personal and business together. And I know a lot of people use that kind of stuff to get views, but it ain't going to be us. We're strictly working the way we work and keeping it business and personal side to side. But I do laugh when that stuff floats around. I got to do. I got to laugh at it. I'm sorry. I laugh at it. But anyway, going back to you do have to shoot down the middle as much as you can with this type of business. You have to. You got to try to get rid of some of your biases. I've had biases. Trust me. I'd be the first one to admit it. But it is a new venue over the last five years that had to be explored because you see the amount of news articles that we're going to cover every day. And that is already out in the public sphere. People are already forming opinions on that type of stuff. And a lot of times that can be dangerous without any pushback because the jurors in some of these trials, they actually see these news reports and they already got an opinion formed just from a news report. So there has to be some type of pushback. And one of the things I always hated, and I don't know how many times I put it in videos, is when the prosecution puts a club on trial instead of the person. Because what happens when they're found guilty or they do a summation is they use that conviction as a reason to label an MC a criminal organization. This is another thing that these hooked on phonics uh, ignorant idiots don't understand. Is that kind of stuff really hurts the scene. And you have to try to get out in front of something like that. We just talked about an appeal out in West Virginia. He lost his appeal because he filed a, and it was some kind of brief in the beginning of the trial where the club couldn't be used as part of his character type of deal. And they used it. And yes, he was found guilty. And he's been going through the appeals process. But because he was a part of this club, it's like, oh my God, you know what's going to happen within the criminal justice system. And then finally, I find it really funny. Well, you know, you shouldn't be making money on clubs' names. Well, for one, dumbasses, why ain't you going to bitch at CNN? Go bitch at Fox News. Or these local newspapers that are covering it. See, they never think of it that way. I know I'm personable on a, a level that many creators ain't with their subscribers. But at the same time, it's like, are you that ignorant? Really, are you that ignorant not to know what's going on with the story? Well, you're putting clubs in bad light. It's already out there, hooked on phonics idiots. It's already out there. Is it going to be 
out there without any pushback or is there going to be pushback on something? I know uh, the last week I've been going over articles where <laughs> you just, if you were on the outside looking in and you can see there was a sense of setup there. Especially the one with the, the guy talking about the machine guns and the silencers and all that stuff. Usually, my experience was, for the past five years, when somebody gets busted, it's easy to throw it on a club in hopes of getting away with it. Now, you're looking at silencers, you're looking at machine guns, and you throw out three clubs' names... Well, next thing you know, the ATF has a hard-on. Big time. And then you have more problems happening for the club because of these type of people. So with that story, you're damn right, we're going to get out in front of it. And say, hey, this don't look right. You had an informant. Uh, you had uh, screenshots of text. Come on. Anybody can mess with that. I'm just saying. So, I guess that's my little uh, spiel right there about this. But, you know, I do wish they keep talking because my subs go way up on YouTube. It's cool. I love it. And over on Facebook, too. I think we're at, what, 105K over there? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we're going to go over to the second half of the show. How did you guys like that video I did over on the other channel uh, Harley is no longer the king. Been getting a lot of good debate questions over on that one. It's uh, Motorcycle Lifestyle News. Uh, you'll see the logo up there and all that stuff. If not, I'll put it, it's going to be in the description box here. Go over to the channel, subscribe, all that good stuff. But I don't think uh, Harley's got a too good of an outlook if they keep the way they're going. Rock on. <laughs> <laughs> 